Hello everyone, you are now tuning into Arm Lad Podcast. I'm your host, the Arm Lad himself, and today I would like to discuss on the art of moving on. Now I know some of you would be familiar with the title, as I have indeed made an episode about this before. However, it was still in my mother tongue, aka Indonesian language, and I've also learned a great deal and grew a lot since then, both in terms of making a podcast and also in terms of understanding the art of moving on itself. Not to mention, I wasn't even doing a full-on relationship podcast when I made that episode, and this was still mainly a platform for me to talk about art. But, times have changed, and so it's about damn time we revisit this episode. So, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. First and foremost, let's clarify what moving on really is. Because even in my previous episode, I confused moving on and grief. But moving on is not the same as grief. It's a very related concept, but it's nowhere near the same thing. Moving on is not as complicated as you think it is. Rather, it is as simple as it sounds. It's about moving on with your life, regardless of the grief or the sadness or the heartbreak or whatever else is there. Perhaps it would be much clearer when we look at the opposite of moving on which is being stuck. I recently watched the movie A Man Called Otto, which is a great movie by the way, I do recommend it. Anyhow, without spoiling anything, it's about a person who has lost his wife and hasn't quite moved on yet. And you can see in the movie that he still hangs her coat the same way and doesn't want it to be touched by anyone and basically he is still living life as if His wife is still there. He left the other side of the bed empty. He's not making new connections. He basically does whatever he needs to stay alive. And that is it. He's not even staying alive for himself at that point. His life has not progressed one bit since she's gone. That's what it means to be stuck. That's what it means to have not moved on. So if you feel like you haven't moved on, but you continue living your life, you don't put your life on pause in hopes of something that will never happen, then congrats, you've moved on. We can deal with the grief a little later, that would take some time to process and the grief would never truly be gone. I believe the famous quote is, What is grief if not love persevering? A quote from Division in One Division, back when Marvel actually knows how to make a TV show. And yes, One Division is a good TV series, and I will die on that hill. Which is also a good movie about moving on and grieving, actually. Wanda clearly did not move on and thus created a whole alternate reality where. She gets to live a mundane life with people who don't exist and essentially put her life on pause until, well, until the last few episodes where she finally became the Scarlet Witch. But keeping that quote in mind, it essentially means that as long as the love persevere, then the grief will remain. And personally, I don't think you can unlove someone. Once you love someone, I don't think you can flip the switch back off as if nothing has ever happened. 
you can argue about it all you want, but I've seen people who has been in a dysfunctional marriage for longer than anyone should ever be, and they're pissed out of their mind, deeply disappointed, and yet still love their partner just the same. Not obsessing over them or throwing their life away just to try to make things work, no. Securely attached individual, practicing healthy boundaries despite the circumstances, but has never stopped hoping that one day, no matter how much time or effort it's going to take, that the relationship can work again. It's a charmingly foolish decision, yet a very wholesome one at that. So I think the idea is not to get rid of the grief, because the grief would probably stay, most likely forever, well, not forever, just until you're dead. But the idea is to build up the skill and the strength to be able to carry the grief. Which just goes to show how big of a heart it takes to be a loving person. Because the more you love, then the more you grieve. But if you're still stuck, and if you haven't moved on, and you've put your life on hold, and you're trying to let go, but you don't want to walk away knowing that there is a chance, albeit a very small one, that things might just turn around for the better. You don't want to give up because even if it's 0.1% chance, it is not impossible to get them back. Well, I hate to be the one to break it to you, then again, you tune in on your own volition, so don't blame it on me. But the truth is, you never should have put your life on hold in the first place. Not for anyone. It sounds selfish. Well, it is selfish, actually, but selfish isn't always bad. If you're an anime fan, perhaps... You're aware of the recent anime like Blue Lock or Jujutsu Kaisen, which highlights the importance of ego and selfishness. Seems like there is this shift happening in Japan where they are starting to recognize the importance of a strong ego and the ability to be selfish. And this is coming from the country that has always highlighted the importance of selflessness in collectivistic culture. So if you have to put your life on pause, or worse, throw your life away, or throw your dreams away, just to have a life with them, then I don't think you should be with that person. Because a relationship should expand you. It should widen your horizon, give you the opportunity to grow and be more than you could be on your own. But it shouldn't change your life. It should add to it. It should enrich it, but it shouldn't transform it. You don't throw away one to get another. You get more than what you already have. You see, I grew up in a place that could be considered unsafe for a little kid. And so early on, I learned how to read people to survive. And due to various traumas and quote-unquote neglect, I grew up jumping from one relationship to another. Too scared to be alone. Not that I will admit I was scared, perhaps dissatisfied, feeling like a part of me is missing. So I went looking for the other half, going from one failed relationship to the next. 
Now I have my bachelor's in psychology and I just finished my master's in counseling. I also have a podcast talking about relationships. So if there's one thing that I know I'm good at, is how to navigate a relationship. And I can think of a couple people who would back me up on this. But if I've learned anything from all my experiences, that that's not what a relationship should be like. They say that love needs sacrifice. So I was ready to sacrifice anything and everything to get love. But you don't get love by making sacrifices. You get love by staying true to yourself. Because if they love you because of the sacrifice you made, that means they don't love you. They simply appreciate the sacrifices you are willing to make for them. To be loved is to be accepted and understood and appreciated for who you are. But how can you be accepted as who you are if you are not you? How can you be accepted for who you are if you sacrifice yourself to get them? They don't love you. They love themselves. They're with you because you love them too. It's a common interest. It's a common goal. You see, I realize much, much too late that the other half I'm looking for all this time is actually me. I know it sounds totally cliche, but hear me out. There are two sides of you. No, not like one of those TikToks or reels saying, my boyfriend will have two girlfriends. No, not that shit. But when you get yourself a nice meal, right? There's a part of you that puts out all the effort to get yourself a nice meal. Either spending your hard-earned money, either taking the time to cook, or anyhow else. But there's also another part of you that gets to enjoy the meal, that feels like they're being taken care of, right? And if you call yourself stupid, there's a part of you that's doing the cussing and the insulting and getting that rage out. But there's also a part of you that is hurt and feels rejected. And if you push yourself to get out of bed and hit the gym when you're feeling that heavy drag, there's going to be a part of you that's screaming, Why are you making me do this shit? But once all is said and done, there is a part of you that will thank you and appreciate you for taking care of you. But then instead of cooking up for ourselves, we cook for someone else hoping that they return the favor one day. And instead of pushing ourselves to exercise, we push other people to lose their weight so that we don't have to feel bad about the fact that we're not doing anything to keep ourselves healthy, despite the fact that we look healthy. So you see, moving on isn't about forgetting the other person, it isn't about hating the other person, but it's about loving you. It's about realizing and recognizing that you deserve to be taken care of the way you took care of them. It's understanding that as much as they deserve to live a good life and achieve their dreams and so much more, you do too. You deserve it just as much as them. And if they're not going to give it to you, then you should give it to yourself. And instead of getting left alone, you get someone who will feel utterly grateful to you, which is yourself. 
But does that mean you shouldn't be sad? Well, of course not. You just lost someone you deeply care about. And when I was going through my own shit, someone said to me, and I'll never forget this for as long as I am capable of remembering it. She said, When a relationship ends, there's a dream that dies. And that's absolutely true, because now... That life you dreamed of that has them in it, that goes away the moment they do. And it hurts, because that dream was yours. That dream of seeing them succeed and achieve everything they set out to do, and you being there with them as someone who has been along for the ride, that's gone. Maybe one day you'll get to hear their success story. Maybe one day you'll get to see their success yourself. Or maybe you won't, but you definitely won't be along for the ride, at least not the way you hoped it to be. And there would be a lot of love that no longer has a place to go, and though you can redirect it to yourself, it's a lot easier said than done, because initially, it will feel wrong. Because you've saved it just for them, it's theirs for the taking, and it would feel wrong to take back something that you've already wholeheartedly gave to someone else. It would be like taking back everything you've given to them during the course of the relationship. Though, some people do do that, which is something that is beyond my understanding, but it's not for me to judge. But part of loving yourself is to feel your grief, to wallow in your sadness, to recognize the loss, to give yourself a break if today... You still can't push yourself to simply redirect all that love and energy to yourself. To give yourself time to breathe and cry and sulk. It's part of processing the grief. And if you're processing your grief, even if it's just a tiny bit, even if today is just the day you made the decision to finally allow yourself to fall, to let go of control and... If you hit rock bottom, then you hit rock bottom. To give yourself the space to mess up. Because you can always pick yourself back up another day. You can always clean up after you're done making a mess. But you gotta let yourself make the mess first. Grief is a whole process of its own. And it's going to take some time to deal with the grief. You'll most likely still be dealing with the grief long after you've moved on. But if you manage to do even just that, then technically you've made progress in your life. And even if it takes days before you take your next step, you're still going. And you're not putting your life on pause. And well, that means you've moved on. But if you're not ready to move on, then don't. You don't have to move on right away. And no one gets to tell you what the right or wrong thing to do is. You see, I fully believe that whatever is meant for you will find you. And whatever is not meant for you will be taken away from you because, well, it belongs to someone else. And thus that something or someone will find them. But then again, there's no way of telling if something or someone is actually meant for you. But you just have to fight a little harder and stay a little longer or if you just have to walk away and move on because they were never 
meant to be yours in the first place. And honestly, it's not so much about doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing, but it's more about doing what feels right for you. It's more about staying true to yourself. Maybe at the end, you'll find out that they're not meant for you and you should have left a long time ago. Or maybe one day you'll find out that you could have actually made it out together if only you stayed longer and fought harder. But that's not the point. What's important is that in all of those moments, you actually did what you wanted to. And you were you all the way through. So if you're not ready to move on and you still want to fight, then fight. Fight as hard as you can the way you know how up until the very end and even if it all ends up being a huge mistake well at the very least you learn and you can do better next time closure isn't something anyone else can give to you closure is something you need to give to yourself no one can force you to accept something you're not ready for Only you can decide when the time is right for you. Besides, you don't move on because of the pain of losing them. You move on despite the pain of losing them. And if afterwards, you have the space in your heart to love them still, well then, you are brave for it. And not at all stupid. It's been me, Armlet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.